Hey, Barrett Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Silen is a multifaceted musician from South Africa, skilled in both drum and bass, music production, and live drumming. His creative vision is to seamlessly blend his music production expertise with his drumming skills, crafting a new live electronic music experience using a custom-modified electronic drum kit. His journey in music began at a young age, marked by a history of releases and performances alongside international and local artists. Silen is on the brink of releasing music with a respected South African drum and bass music label, with ambitions to collaborate with international labels in the near future. Silen's abilities extend to audio mastering services for clients, as well as the production of music across a diverse array of genres. One of his recent achievements is the release of the South Africa's first Koza meditation album. He has a rich catalogue of albums, EPs and singles spanning a wide spectrum of musical styles. Up next on Slepsavant, we've got Silen. Where do we find you in the world? How are you doing and what's happening in your life? Thank you so much for having me as well. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been a really busy two years, I'd say. Um, but it's been quite a build up to what's happening now. So my music is on all social media platforms and, um, all audio streaming platforms. And, um, yeah, these days I am just producing some music specifically in drum and bass, but also I am busy creating a new way of, gigging for myself as a drummer because um you know i always need a band to play with because i play drums Mm. but um i'm very into the electronic music scene specifically drum and bass and uh you know obviously you can't really have a drum kit on stage i've actually done that with djs back in 2014 um and that worked well uh, but now it's quite a time later, and a big thing is there's just not any space on the stage for drums. You know, it's like a DJ venue, and also the drums are too loud. So those are the two big problems. So I've uh, created like an electronic drum kit. Um, well, took a, well, I took an electronic drum kit and I kind of just uh, remade it to my own type of thing with just like a snare drum and two cymbals and added a sampling kit with it, like a drum pad. Uh, to like trigger songs while I can play with it live, but also stand while playing. Okay. So that eliminates kind of the the two problems of not having enough space, as well as the other problem, which was uh, what not having enough space. Oh, and the drums are obviously too loud. So now there's okay. a volume knob, so you can see. Um, how long did it take you to find a solution to this challenge? Um, I've been thinking about it a long time, but I would say probably just about three months okay because um i've yeah i've I've got some opportunities to perform on stage but because of those reasons i couldn't so now i'm kind of yeah creating something around that have showed that to a few promoters and they're all very keen to have me on stage and i'm just formulating a whole set together for Thing, yes, I'm going to be recording like some pre-made videos and things for this to like market it on social media first. Okay, before going live. 
uh, at what age did you decide or were interested in cool? I want to create music, be in this space, be in this world, whether it was a child or teenager. And how did that journey accumulate to where we are today? In primary school, I played a bunch of instruments. Like um, two years was like my time frame to see if I like something. So I was playing keyboard and um, guitar and bass guitar and trumpet and clarinet and a bunch of instruments. And all of them was like a no-go. But wait, wait. So you lasted two years of each? Yes. That That's interesting because these days people have attention spans of 15 seconds. <laughs> 15 seconds. Yeah, but, so <laughs> the fact that you lasted two years is fantastic. <laughs> but that was that was um, that was very much my parents' rule as well. Oh, uh, okay. At least give it two years. Yes. But then um, the final instrument was drums, and uh, obviously my parents were telling me that it's very noisy and all of that, so they don't really like it. But fine, they'll try it. After literally my first lesson, I loved it, okay. and I was 13 years old at that time. And then I, yeah, I just completely loved it. And I just wanted to play drums, everything drums. And then I started playing in a lot of bands. And one of the bands um, actually did really, really well. We came second in a, a national contest in South Africa. Okay. Um, it was like a rock band type of thing. And I was 17 at this time. I was still in grade 11. So it was really good for my parents to kind of see how into it I was at that time, taking it so seriously. And uh, then I decided to go study music. Okay. So I just, so I studied BMUS, uh in Port Elizabeth. I'm from Port Elizabeth. And um, yeah, in Port Elizabeth, I did, I studied NMMU and uh, I did my honors there in music technology, specific music technology because with all the band stuff that happened in high school, I saw the whole back end of everything. So mm. the whole recording studio and things like that. And I kind of fell in love with all of those things, all those okay. technical things at the back. Uh, yeah. So then I decided to go study music, studied music, did my honors. And then I moved up to Pretoria, Johannesburg, Gauteng area. And I started lecturing. So I'm currently a lecturer at a SAE Institute. I teach electronic music production as okay. well as audio post-production there, uh, which I obviously love a lot uh, because I can teach my passion to students yes, coming exactly. into the industry, which I feel is nice and valuable. Yeah, now I'm just kind of doing that and just pushing my music on the sideline as well while I'm teaching people how to do the same thing, basically. <laughs> okay, cool. So you mentioned earlier that so your sets – so is that um, a combination of sort of DJing while playing the drums or can you unpack that a little bit further for us? Basically what I'm going to do is um, recently I've on my Instagram, I'm very active on my Instagram account and recently I've done live drumming videos, but covers of DJs and producers, um, international people as well as local people. And, um, they've been really liking it and people have been really liking it. But for all of this, I've been using real drums, um, you know, recording it and, you know, playing it with the song, like mm. a type of a YouTube cover that you'll see of a drum song or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, and that has been going really well. So now I just kind of want to take that obviously to the next level, but I kind of have to trigger full songs live. So, but I also have to use both hands to be playing drums. <laughs> okay. So that's where the thing came of, I can't really 
I can't really DJ while doing that. So yep. I got myself a drum pad, which has the songs on them already. Okay. So on the one side, I'm hitting the songs. So it starts different songs. And on the other side, I'm playing on the electronic kit oh, wow. to play with the music it's playing. So it's all it's all set up. <laughs> so you've already started this, or you're still in the process of doing it? Actually, I'm having a whole green screen uh, recording of this, where I'm gonna like backdrop, backdrop like different uh, images and things, um, just for social media to just kind of get the idea out there. Uh, so I'm just formulating at the moment like little, like ten minute sets, you know, little mm. five minute, ten minute sets for Instagram, like you know, one minute sets for that. For the videos, I'm just doing that now, compiling a bunch of little ones, and then. At the end, I'm going to combine them together after posting all of the content to actually take it live and take it to the stage so people just kind of know what's to come to create hype for it, basically. Okay. It's in the drum and bass genre, correct? Yes. So what what do you enjoy about drum and bass, personally? I like that question. (laughs) So uh, drum and bass, like, honestly, in 2014, when I started studying so it's starting in 2012, but in 2014, the kind of drum and bass scene hit me. And um, it was just, I really liked all of the energy that's in there. And I get told a lot by people that have got a lot of energy. Uh, and I can really feel the energy in the music because it's really, really fast paced. It's about between 170 and 180 BPM, sometimes even more than that. So it's really high energy music. Uh, and obviously the drums really catches my attention because there's a lot of focus on the drums because of the genre. There's a lot of breaks and a lot of little things happening. And as a drummer, I like all of those things. So being able to perform it with the music for me feels so, so good. So I just feel like there's, there's more people that would be able to feel this feeling that I'm feeling, even just seeing it can make a difference in the genre, maybe, you know, in the scene, just having something different in there as a live element, but, um, you know, not having all those problems of not having space for drums and, yeah, yeah. you know, all of those things. So I'm not sure if you're aware of NLP, neurolinguistic programming. So that's the way people process information, right? So people are either, they're dominant in one and then secondary in another and tertiary in, uh, in the third. So people are either visual where it's creating pictures, mm-hmm. or they auditory, it's about the words, or it's mm-hmm. kinesthetic, that word again, kinesthetic, is about the feeling, the energy. Now I'm gathering, because you mentioned this a couple of times already, about the feeling. But when you listen to music, yes. when you listen to music, whether it's by you know other artists, whatever, in general, first of all, yeah. are you visual, creating pictures, auditory, listening to the words, or kinesthetic is about the feeling? Uh, very much about the feeling, and also no. I can tell you I never ever listen to the words. That's just <laughs> been a thing with me. Yes, I never ever listen to words. <laughs> I think that's kind of when I started with drumming and and listening to music intensely to kind of recreate it and cover it and all those things. I was very much focused on the music, and it mm. was uh, metal. I was very much into like hardcore death metal at that time, mm. so I could even anyway not hear what they were saying anyway. So for me, it was just the sound that they're making and how it's making me feel. So that was kind of the thing I was always going on. And I feel it's kind of still the same today where I never listen to the lyrics. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people that (laughs) 
would disagree with what I'm saying now, um, that the lyrics just doesn't mean a lot to me at all. I'm just more into yeah, yeah. the interpretation yeah. and yeah. How, yeah, how that together is making me feel. But if you had to listen to the lyrics of the song, would you be yes. able to, or is it something that you have to like consciously say, okay, now I'm listening to lyrics, so I need to focus on that. Yes. Yeah. Like that. So it's okay. like that. I need to focus on the lyrics now. I need to listen to what they are saying at this moment and what okay. they are meaning now and what, what they are feeling at the moment as well. Okay. Another question. When you're listening to music, are you ever able to relax and just enjoy it? Or is your brain, your technical and your creative brain always unpacking what is happening in the song? So I think that is really dependent on the genre of music. If it's something that I am creating at the moment, Mm -hmm. like drum and bass or any type of, um, uh, like I really like to create uh, music for games and films and stuff. So if it's like any cinematic type of things, then I'm really, really analyzing it to the max. But if I want to relax and listen to music, I would play a different genre. Okay, I'd play a different genre of music for that. And then do you compose and create your own music as well, besides for cinema and for games? Do you create your own music? Yes, yes, for sure. Your own original songs and stuff? Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. So then when you are doing your set on stage, would it be a combination of your own music, remixes of other artists, and just the songs by the other artists, a combination of all those three? Yeah. Yeah, definitely songs from other artists combined with my songs. Yeah. Um, like, like the sampling pad thing that I mentioned, I would trigger their songs with my songs in between and yeah, just kind of blend all of that together. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For the listeners who do not know, what is a sampling pad? So it's basically a big rubber thing yes. <laughs> with, um, that you hit with a drumstick yes. and it has, uh, nine different pieces of rubber, big pieces of rubber on it. Mm. And every time you hit a piece of rubber, a different song starts playing. Oh, okay. So you can preload that. So you preload that so that, um, you know, every one that you hit obviously uh, triggers a different song. Oh, no, no, just uh, trigger a song, yeah, just by hitting it. Oh, okay, okay. So, it's so that's obviously a newer instrument or thing that's been created in the last sort of 10 years. It obviously wasn't around yes. pre-computers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Okay. okay. Definitely. Personally, um, I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but I haven't seen an act like this in South Africa specifically um, in the, yeah, ever, actually. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen something in South Africa like this. But that's awesome that you're creating something new, unique. But now, when you're choosing songs to play in your set mm-hmm. by other artists, how do you say, okay, cool, I want this artist or this song or this song? Is it songs you love? Songs that haven't been used to death, or how do you choose what to include? Okay, cool. I'm glad you're asking that because that is quite a process, and I, I think about that a lot. Mm. So I've got like a pool of – there's two categories of songs, pool of two songs or categories. And uh, the one is songs I just really, really like a lot. And the other one is people that I am reaching out to that are communicating back to me uh, especially in the UK, because okay. that is where drum and bass originated. So I'm reaching out to a lot of people there, um, you know, just telling them, hi, I'm a drummer. I really like to play drum and bass. Like, I don't DJ at all, 
um, I just really like the music and I really like playing drums with it. Yeah. Um, and then I just tell them, you know, I just kind of start a conversation with them. And when I see that they actually reply and, you know, they're friendly and nice and all that, um, I listen to their music. And if I like it, then I decide I'll cover some of their songs and I'll mention it to them. I'll ask them, is it cool if I cover one of your songs like yeah. the videos that I have covered already? Uh, that is on my page. So there's already content that they can go and look at. And mm. then usually they are like, oh, cool, cool, let's do it. Um, so I kind of, yeah, so songs I really, really like, uh, but a lot of them are obviously big international guys. So I don't really know, you know, if they would kind of even ever see it. But then the local kind of guys in the drum and bass scene in the UK specifically, they really, really like it a lot. Um, because they're very, very passionate about the genre over there. So I'm talking, targeting a lot of them now to reach out to them. So that's kind of how I make the decision of who to choose. I love this game. <laughs> okay, cool. okay. I know if I had to ask you this question in two minutes, two hours, two weeks, two years, I recognize and understand that your answer will be different every single time. Because there are millions <laughs> of them. If you had to push play to five songs by other artists once we finish this conversation, what would those five songs be and by whom? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's generally the answer, first response yeah. I get with that question. <laughs> you know, it just could be top of mind, first five, because I understand if I had to ask you this even a minute later or five minutes later or 10 minutes later, I know that it would be different every time. I so I, I, I get that. I'm not saying favorites, huh? I'm just saying five yes. songs that you just push play to. So to be honest, I never really remember names of songs. Okay. <laughs> oh, you can just and say so five artists yeah, and what I would do is I would just go on to my Spotify and play probably the first five because they're the okay. newest five. But to name some artists, uh, Chase and Status, uh, Sub-Zero, uh, definitely All Them Witches. All, so, what they, sorry, called? All Them Witches. All like Them witch. Witches. Okay, cool. Definitely some Lamb of God and some Dunk. Dunk, D-U-N-K. Okay, cool. yes. Some of these I need to yes. I haven't heard before, so I need to add them on my list. So Silent, the podcast is listened to throughout the world. So as a final message to the audience, what would you like to say? Um, I would just like to say that uh, the most important thing that you can do in this music industry, entertainment industry, and basically in any industry that you're in is to communicate with people as a human being, chat to them, network, make friends with them, that is the most, most important part and be a lacquer person in that process because yeah. <laughs> that goes such a, such a far way Absolutely. and uh, people would respect you and people would want to work with you and you would be able to live your dreams by doing that. Yeah.